I am so thrilled that this is finally a subject that is front and center. Ladies, I feel like we have been talking and screaming from the rooftops that these shots have been affecting our menstrual cycles. And it hasn't been at the forefront of the conversation until finally part of the uh, second part of the Project Veritas drop um, was revealing that indeed these companies know that this is an issue and they know and have known for quite some time. And so we are so excited today on Faithful Freedom with Taryn Gregson to talk to the founder of My Cycle Story, Tiffany Parado. She is doing some wonderful work, including some bills that are being proposed um, throughout the United States to help protect uh, health and medical status, which is exactly what we're trying to do here at We the Patriots USA. You can go to wethepatriotsusa.org, scroll down on the homepage. We also have a petition that we're going to deliver to the Supreme Court um, if we get enough signatures to amend the Civil Rights Act to include health status as a protected class under the civil rights law. And so if we can team up with what Tiffany and My Cycle Story are doing um, to further emphasize the need for this across the United States, what impact we could have. Wow. So we're going to tell you how to get involved, not only with We the Patriots, but also with My Cycle Story. And we're finally going to break open the floodgates on this conversation of what has been happening to women in their menstrual cycles, because it is so important. And men, this is a conversation for you too, because you all have women in your life that you love. And um, so this is an important topic for everyone across the board. Where do we go from here? Because the battle has just begun. As eyes open, we continue to arm ourselves with the truth in all aspects of our lives, asking questions and relentlessly searching for answers, educating ourselves and forging a new path forward. Hear from real people faithfully pursuing freedom. This is Faithful Freedom with Taryn Gregson, presented by We the Patriots USA, a nonprofit 501c3 organization working to preserve and reclaim our God-given inalienable rights. Hi, Tiffany. Welcome into the podcast. Are you just so excited that finally Project Veritas helped us break open the floodgates on this topic? Yeah, I mean, this is everything that I've been trying to do for the past two years, which is give women their voice back. Um, all of these things we know have been happening since the launch of the COVID vaccine and their voices have been taken from them through censorship and through the silencing of their stories from their doctors, everyone. And so to have this information finally come out that they've known all along is just as sad as it is satisfying. Now, hopefully we can draw the attention that we need on this issue so that um, we can fix it and stop it. Absolutely. I was connected with you through Dr. Thorpe, uh, OBGYN, who's also been trying to sound the alarm bells on what's been happening to women um, through this shot. And so tell us your background on how you got involved in this cause. Sure. So um, I'm a professional communications and marketing strategist, and I've worked in corporate America for about 15 years now, working in all different types of uh, industries. But 
I started my journey in digging into health freedom and um, this, these types of issues about 10 years ago before I got pregnant with my daughter. I had a very close friend whose daughter was severely vaccine injured from the DTaP vaccine, um, which is on the childhood schedule. And when I got pregnant, she basically told me, Tiffany, not everything is what it seems. Just do your research. Feel confident in your decisions in the way you would a baby carrier. And so I did exactly that. And I found out pretty quickly that although the issue is extremely complex, it comes down to some very basic risk first benefit scenarios. And at the end of the day, it was very simple, simple and obvious for me to discover that uh, the vaccines on the childhood vaccine schedule are not only um, unnecessary, but actually dangerous. And so that got me into the world of kind of exploring and getting to know the people in the vaccine risk awareness and health freedom movement. And basically, I've been working to protect the lives of my children, my two young girls, uh, so that they can continue to live with the regular population and have the same civil rights as everybody else, regardless of their health vaccine status. And so um, when COVID hit, of course, being in the world that I was in, I was blessed to be working with a group called Millions Against Medical Mandates at the time. And that is where this conversation started about what the heck is going on with women's cycles. I love that you tell that story because Mine is very similar in that, you know, I arrived at this knowledge and this um, informed consent, you know, as I was also having my children. And, um, you know, I feel very fortunate that God put that in front of me in the same way that he did you and protected you or your family from that. And so I love that that's your story. And then you're taking it a step further now and helping these women because, you know, Tiffany, I felt like, I don't know about you, but, you know, so many women were telling me, my friends, you know, were telling me like, you know, either I haven't had my period since I got it, or I had a, you know, very, very heavy period for a long, long uh, chunk of time. And then now I haven't mm -hmm. had it anymore. Or it's just, you know, all over the board on how extreme of side effects regarding their menstrual cycle that they've had. Yeah, and that's exactly how this started. So obviously, because of being involved in the health freedom movement, I have access and am friends with a lot of really brilliant doctors, people like Dr. Christian Northrup and Jim Thorpe, uh, world-renowned OBGYNs. Um, and I actually had just a friend of mine come to me with issues. And she's like, I'm spotting. It's really weird. I don't know what is going on. Um, and we didn't think anything of it. And then on social media, we actually heard more people with similar issues. And then another friend of mine posted and said, man, most of my friends are having menstrual issues. Could there be something going on here? And so I said, wow, maybe there is. And I went to a couple doctors and Dr. Chris Northrup, Dr. Larry Pulaski, who is a pediatrician, Dr. Sherry Tempenny, uh, Dr. Lee Merritt, Dr. Karen Madej. And basically we had this discussion of, yeah, there absolutely is something going on. There is a very good likelihood that this shot could be affecting women's menstrual cycles. And there is even a, pos a potential possibility that women who haven't been vaccinated are having repercussions just having been recently around somebody who was vaccinated. And so 
we started this conversation on Instagram and overnight it went completely viral. There were over 200,000 um, new subscribers, massive thousands and thousands of comments and engagements. And then over the course of two weeks, we were reporting on conversations around this. What could this be? What could be causing it? What's possible? What do we need to investigate more? And more and more thousands and thousands of women were coming forward with horrific, horrific stories of their experiences. And I'm talking everything. I mean, we're talking blood clots the size of your fist. We're talking no bleeding. We're talking excessive bleeding, um, miscarriage, bruising, the strangest symptoms and were happening to women. And then after probably two weeks of this lighting fire on social media, the censorship gods came in. And I, I firmly believe to this day that the conversation around what's going on with women's cycles is part of the is part of the the switch that flipped that led the censorship gods to decide that they're not even going to try to hide anymore they're shutting it down and so we had a facebook group with over 21,000 testimonies completely erased every account that was connected to my cycle story our group uh, was shut down. My, my name can't be used on anything anymore without getting completely shut down. All of the people, all the conversations, all of the testimonies completely evaporated overnight, overnight. Wow. I'm sitting there as a mom of daughters, as someone who has been flooded with these stories from these women who are experiencing the same things over and over again from this, um, they're gone. And I feel this heavy weight of obligation to to give them their voice back, right? It's 2021. We're supposed to believe women, but we know we know what's going on with our body than any more than anyone. And when they shut everybody down, I just I couldn't stand for it. And so I thought to myself, what can we do to give these women their voice back? What can we do with these stories to prove that there is something happening? Because if the stories are gone, then how do they know it's happening, right? They're deleting them, they're gone. And so somehow um, we came up with this concept that we have to turn it into data. We have to take these testimonies, turn it into data, publish it so that it can't be erased. It's reality, it's fact, it's data. And so we started My Cycle Story, which um, initially was a giant survey, 90 questions. We funneled um, people in. It's their personal um, their personal counts of their own issues when, I mean, everything. It was extremely robust from nationality to uh, health status, to vitamins they take, to stress levels, to vaccination status, um, 90 questions of information. And that's exactly what we wanted to do was to make sure that we were addressing any potential reason that these issues could be happening. How regular were their periods normally? Um, did they take, I mean, so basically when the article started coming out, trying to discredit women for having horrible experiences, they were downplaying what was happening and they were saying, wow, COVID has really stressed women out. So they might be having weird periods because they're stressed um, or they may not be healthy in general or it's COVID itself that is causing these menstrual irregularities. And so we considered all those things in the study and we found we came to some very dramatic conclusions right off the bat. And at the end of the day, the people in our survey were not overstressed. 
it was a year after COVID had started. Um, they were working again. They were relatively healthy. They were taking normal supplements. We can't find any other reason than the COVID vaccine and the effects of that that could have been causing this in in our women. And so um, one of the things that stood out initially immediately was this instance called decidual cash shedding. Um, this is a mostly unknown, but absolutely horrifying experience that women have on a very, very, very rare occasion where the entire lining of their uterus literally falls out of them, oftentimes completely intact. So as a woman, it's hard to imagine. I can't even like, imagine. Like I can't even imagine that. It's horrible. And to give you a little context of why this stood out to us, we when we recognized that we had a lot of people who completed the survey that um, said that this had happened to them, uh, we did a lot of research on decidual cash shedding and the historical literature of how often that's happened and why it happens. And we went back 109 years in science looking for those answers. And we only found 10 instances, roughly 10 instances of decidual cash shedding ever reported. And our data set of just over 6,000 participants, we had 292 instances. Oh my goodness. So 10 over a hundred years of data versus um, you had 200 within the past year. Almost 300. And that's only in a set of 6,000 people. So we can't even imagine what's going on outside of our study group, right? The scariest thing is, is as women, we don't talk about it, right? It's very faux pas to discuss what's going on with your menstrual cycles. Also, when it comes to vaccine injury, that's not the first thing that comes to your head. So making that connection was, I think, the most is the most important part of the work that we're doing and of this conversation as a whole, because there, I can guarantee you that there is a massive amount of the population having issues without understanding why or feeling like they're alone because you don't share these things. So when they silence them, that I don't, it's cutting out our tongues. It's the worst thing you can possibly do for us is isolate us when there is something that needs to be addressed. And now two years later, we know that they knew the whole time, which I think we did then, but we have proof of it now. Yeah, I think we all had inklings of that. And even, you know, I've spoken to Naomi Wolf on this podcast and she's, her and the Daily Cloud are digging through those Pfizer documents. And I mean, they had in there, uh, and I've stated this multiple times because I think it's extraordinary evidence they have in there where they tell the the trial participants not even to, to not even to have intercourse, to abstain from intercourse just in case of the possibility of getting pregnant because they knew that that could result in a bad outcome for for the baby. And so, of course, that also plays into this whole story of what we're hearing. Are you continuing? You know, I think some people, you know, haven't some people are still getting boosters, but some people haven't. And so therefore, they're about a year out now from getting the shot. Are you still having women that are experiencing this or has it started to slowly taper off since it's further from them getting the initial shot? 
you know, from, so we closed our original survey for this first batch of study, and we're continuing to do a lot more research in a couple different directions. And so we will be needing new participants. We have a lot in the pike that we're investigating. Um, for a while, it seemed like it was starting to slow down, but I have the MyCycle Story website and I've created a form where people can submit their stories. And we're working on building a place to create that safe haven so that women can see that they're not the only ones experiencing this. And again, trying to give that voice back. And I can tell you that every single day, I have at least 10 submissions into that survey of women still experiencing things. And I know people personally in my friendship, local friendship circles, who have been bleeding for a year and a half. A year and a half. I had women who were doctors coming to me and they said, I can't even do my job for four months because of the sheer volume of hemorrhaging happening when I'm standing up for months. People come to me like, I don't even know how I still have blood left in my body. I'm losing so much blood. Um, so yes, it's still happening. A result of the vaccine, a result of shedding, all of these things are major, major, major possibilities. And I think at this time we can say probably facts and, um, we have to figure out what to do. We have to figure out what's happening. We have to figure out how to treat this and how to prevent it in the future. Because even if you choose not to get the vaccine, you're, you still have the possibility of experiencing symptoms. So how do you protect yourself from that in all the ways? Absolutely. Uh, you saying that it just brings to mind the woman in the Bible that bled for 12 years that Jesus, uh, you know, cured with a miracle. And uh, I just, you know, you, when you go through that story, you can't imagine the agony that she went through. And so you can also not imagine what these women are going through. And I know too, you know, we have young adolescent girls that maybe are prepubescent or are just now you know, getting their menstrual cycles that have also gotten a shot. So, um, you know, we have to help them as well in this journey. And um, I know Dr. Thorpe's even spoken of, you know, a different kind of shedding, the, the, the shedding from the vaccine where maybe a young girl hadn't gotten the vaccination herself, but um, her family members had, and she was experiencing um, some basically she had a very strong period come on when she had never menstruated before. You know, you're hearing things like this too about young girls that are being affected. Yeah. You know, um, I've heard stories about bleeding from ages as young as two to as old as 92 people who don't even have a uterus are bleeding. Uh, and I will say that we are very, 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 focused on figuring out the vaccine shedding situation. Um, a lot of our research, the, the next study that we're about to publish in the next two months is specifically focused around those women who have been around those who were recently vaccinated and trying to understand how that could possibly be shed. And some of the results that we have are actually extremely striking. So just to throw a few out there before the study is published, we asked questions about proximity. So if you imagine the group that has not been vaccinated and the group who has not had COVID, right? We want to eliminate those possibilities. You have this group of people who have not had any experience to COVID-19, any, um, any reaction to COVID-19 in any way. Um, and we asked them questions about proximity, how 
how often and how close they are to people who had been recently vaccinated and when they began showing symptoms, if they knew uh, after being around that person. And I can tell you of that subset, which is about 3000 people, um, 83.8% of those women said that they were within six feet of those who were recently vaccinated as opposed to further than six feet. And then of those women who knew when, um, knew exactly when they encountered those people, 71.7% showed symptoms within a week. So there is something going on. The shedding is happening and we need to figure it out. And you guys are, you're, you're doing your best efforts to figure it out. So I want to highlight now, you know, the next steps that you guys are taking, you're continuing, keep encouraging. I want to keep encouraging people to continue to, you know, um, share their story with you all and share that data. But um, I love that you're taking action to, to try and come up with solutions. So tell us some of those uh, actions that you guys are currently taking at my cycle story. Yeah, so it's kind of an interesting thing because I mentioned earlier that I'm a communications and marketing strategist. And so you may be wondering, why is this girl doing science? Um, and really at the end of the day, it's because I, as a citizen <laughs> researcher, looked around and realized nobody's nobody is researching this. And so I collected some of the most brilliant scientists, doctors, data researchers around the world and um, we have a team of 13 people that are on this initial project. And with that, I realized that there is a lot of research that needs to be done that just isn't happening because everyone is looking around saying, who's going to do it? Um, and we're not going to leave it to the NIH and the CDC to, to, to give their grants to universities that are bought and paid for to tell us that everything is okay when we know it's not. And so my cycle story is now moving from a research project into a 501c3 nonprofit organization where we are basically going to help sponsor and support further research on these issues. So for example, our next project after this shedding uh, conversation is we know that people are gonna have questions, so let's try to figure out the answers. We're going to do endometrial biopsies so that we can look with Dr. Ryan Cole and Dr. Jim Thorpe. We're gonna look under a microscope and see exactly what is happening. Why, why are we bleeding? Why are we clotting like this? Um, and that will give us the answer of how we can treat it. So for example, if we figure out that it is a clotting issue specifically, Oftentimes, these OBs are telling women to handle their issues by getting on birth control. I think many people know that birth control is a, a side effect of birth control is blood clotting. So you certainly don't want to treat blood clotting with a medication that causes blood clotting, right? So those Absolutely. types of answers types of get us closer to not only figuring out how to protect ourselves, how to treat, um, but what exactly is happening, and then and then what is causing it, right? The mechanism of injury. What is jumping from someone's body to the other. Exactly. What is in these shots? These, this is the kind of science that needs to be done. And that's what we're going to try to do at My Cycle Story. And so we've turned into a 501c3 because at the end of the day, 
science is very expensive and we have incredible researchers and volunteers, um, but we still have to obtain samples and we still have to use equipment. And so uh, we've decided it's time to start raising funds to support these efforts because we are absolutely 1000% on a mission to find answers to these questions. And I think that so many people want answers to these questions. And even if you are not a woman or you haven't been affected by this yourself, uh, these when you start to answer these questions, it's also going to help other questions outside of just this, the menstrual issues. It's going to start to help answer other overarching questions as well. So it's a it's a win win for everyone. And people can go to my cycle story to help and to and to donate to the to the nonprofit. I also want to talk about the bill that you guys have been championing here in where I live in the state of Florida, the SB 222, a protection of medical freedom. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, so I'm also on the board with Health Freedom Florida, which is a grassroots organization that focuses on legislation and protecting our rights. Um, we've been around for many years primarily focused on ensuring that we maintain our religious exemption here in the state of Florida for children. And what we've done with this bill, we wrote it a long time ago and we worked with a lot of very, um, very important people like National Vaccine Information Center to get the language properly put together so that we can actually transform the issue of what we need to protect completely. So every single session, um, there are proposals to get rid of our religious exemption, which if you have children in the state of Florida, you know that that is the only thing protecting us from them completely discriminating our kids out of school, which they did in California. People would be very surprised to hear that that is being presented in the state of Florida. Oh, all the time, constantly. And it's at risk, right? As states are dropping like flies and they're losing their religious exemption, um, it's only getting closer to being a, a possibility for us too. And so what we do, what we did with this bill is we shifted the conversation completely. And we, um, we turned it into a civil rights and discrimination, anti-discrimination bill, which means you cannot be discriminated against based on your vaccine status. So what that does, if this bill passes and we do have a companion bill, HB 305, which is exceptional, and we are gaining momentum on having a lot of support, um, what that does is it flips the whole conversation on its head. We're not fighting for exemptions anymore, which truly are not real freedom, right? We are making no, it so that they have to. It's I 100% agree. I've been saying that for years. You shouldn't have to ask for an exemption in a free country. Right, exactly. And it's so at risk, right? We're little birds flying outside the cage with a chain attached to our ankles that they can yank back at any time. We're preventing that entirely. It is a civil right to be able to go to school and do these things, that, whatever you want. People should not be discriminated for any reason. And vaccination status should fit into that category. So we're really excited about it. And alongside the campaign to push this bill, um, we are doing, uh, we've started a website called vaxbully.com. And basically it's for people who have a story very similar to yours that were pushed out, bullied and fired from their organizations because they did not want to get 
this injection. And we're collecting those stories. They're going to support the campaign. They're going to support the push to get this passed in the state of Florida. And then at the end of the day, when it does get passed, which I feel confident it will with the right support, this is going to be, lead the charge for the rest of the United States. We will have the language. We will have the angle. We'll have everything we need so that we can save the country from being at risk in the way that Californian people have have lost, right? So we're really excited about it. I think it's um, one of the most important things of our time. I 100% agree. And, you know, we're trying to do similar efforts on the, uh, you know, on the wider scale for across the country here at WeThePatriotsUSA.org. So I love that you guys are doing attacking it from the state level and giving a blueprint for then all these other states to, to come alongside. And I think it's so important. And I think you're right. I think this is the right state to go after and try and, and do this. And we're going to give the links to everything that we've talked about in uh, the episode, you know, in the show description for people to, to get involved and to help to not only if you're live in Florida to help, you know, write your your lawmakers and, and show your support for it, but to present it to your lawmakers if you live in another state um, to, to do this as well and to share your story on how you were bullied, um, whether it they forced you to get the vaccine or they ostracized you because you didn't and gave you discriminatory rules um, or question your religious beliefs behind it. I think that there's so many different ways that people can relate to being bullied. Um, I, for one, am one of those. So I appreciate everything, Tiffany. Anything, any closing thoughts that you want to give our listeners? Um, just that we're working hard to give everyone the respect and the answers that they deserve. We're giving women their voices back. We're doing the research that needs to be done. Any support would be greatly appreciated on this effort. Um, we are just beginning to relaunch all of our accounts and become alive again on social media. So um, finding us and sharing us, My Cycle Story and MyCycleStory.com. And if you're in the state of Florida and you want to support our effort for passing SB222, visit HealthFreedomFlorida.com and submit your stories at VaxBully.com. Awesome. Thank you, Tiffany. Thank you.